Hi, it's Ms. Okada, and this podcast is episode 8 of season 2. This will be a year-long series where I'll be reviewing books that I read in 2021. Why? Because I set a goal for the year 2021 to read at least 12 books. I surpassed my goal in May, but I'm going to keep going and maybe I'll reach a new goal of 24 books. I might as well put my thoughts of the books into words. Keep in mind, there are spoilers in this episode, so if you are planning on reading the book I've listed in the description, I would skip this episode. August started off great. It was the end of summer. We had come back from a lovely road trip, and we were excited to go back to school. I was going into my 19th year of teaching, and my son was starting his year of kindergarten in a new school. This was going to be a fantastic year. And then I got some phone calls that shook me to my core. I was being shifted in my teaching assignment and asked to adapt to a situation that really upset me. I fought to keep my sanity and love of my job intact. And, well, I'm happy to say that now, several weeks later, at this point, a little over a month later, I found a groove to the new schedule. Although I am stressed out most days, I'm finding some quiet times to just be. I don't know how else to explain it, but I'm just trying to remember to take care of myself during this time. I'm very thankful for my friends for checking up on me constantly. Honestly, it's been almost as bad as the beginning of the pandemic when we first started teaching online at home. Anyway, let me get to the book for this month. I really enjoyed this book so much. In fact, I talked about this book to my English courses quite a few times in the first few days of teaching this year. I talked about my goals of reading this year and how I'm being more mindful of what I'm reading to edify my soul. And I talked about how I'm reading books that are mirrors, windows, and sliding glass doors. It's an educational pedagogical concept that was introduced by Rudine Sims Bishop. I'll include a link of her essay in this episode's information. She introduced it in 1990. The idea is that books that students read should give them a chance to experience a mirror where they see their own identities reflected back at them, a window where they see another's cultural identity that is different than them, and a sliding glass door where they see not just another's cultural identity that is different from their own, but give them a chance to build empathy and expand their thinking. You know, to step through a sliding glass door. As I look at the reading choices for my English classes, I've been very aware of the voices that have dominated the curriculum for decades, and I'm constantly looking for more diverse voices to integrate into my classes. I look for these mirrors, windows, and sliding glass doors that I can use in my courses so that my students are exposed to diverse thoughts and perspectives. After all, they'll need the skill to interact with other cultural identities well beyond my classroom to be educated global citizens. In the first few days of school this year, I talked to my students that I wanted them to find books to read beyond the classroom. I'm so sad that in the last few years, we see less and less students carrying around just for fun books and more students being stuck to their phones scrolling through TikTok rather than reading full narratives. I shared with them how this year I've read mirrors, 
which helped me to reflect on my own identity to better help me engage in my own heritage. But I've also read Windows, which helped me see other perspectives that I hadn't ever considered. And the most important, I read Sliding Glass Doors, which have opened up new worlds that truly edify my soul. People of the Book was a sliding glass door for me. People of the Book is inspired by a true story. The discovery of the beautiful, one-of-a-kind illuminated script, the Sarajevo Haggadah. Hannah Heath is an Australian rare book expert who was called to study the text, as she has no ties to the religion, nor ties to politics that rage wars in Bosnia, where the novel takes place at this point. With this great opportunity, Hannah discovers tiny artifacts in the ancient book, including an insect wing, what she believes to be wine stains, salt crystals, and a white hair. The book, which has seen wars and tumultuous religious politics through the centuries, tells a tale that Hannah discovers for her own research. Along the way, Hannah meets and falls in love with a man tasked with protecting the book, who has a heartbreaking past connects with her mother who she has never emotionally connected to and her father who she never knew and discovers her true self along the way. Every other chapter is a story of one of the artifacts that she discovers, telling the history of that chapter of the Haggadah's life. As the novel progresses, the reader is transported further and further back in history through not only the stories of people who have saved the book, but the stories of the illustrator, the writer, the binder, It's a masterpiece in storytelling, all tied together with the history of the Sarajevo Haggadah. At first, as I read the novel, I had no clue as how to pronounce the book. Is it Haggadah? Is it Haggadah? I had no idea. I also had no idea what this book was for the Jewish people. Was it a one-off, like a Christian Bible, the Muslim Quran, the Buddha Sutra? What is it for? I think the author kind of expects the reader to be aware of what the significance of the book is, but I had to learn. I Google searched how to pronounce the book. I Google searched what a Haggadah is or what Haggadot are. It is a text that is recited at Seder on the first two nights of the Jewish Passover, including a narrative of the Exodus, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary. And then according to myjewishlearning.com, the Haggadah, which means telling in Hebrew, is a written guide to the Passover Seder, which commemorates the Israelites' exodus from Egypt. It's a book that includes prayers, blessings, rituals, stories, and songs with information on how the Seder should be performed. Many families have a Haggadah that is passed down in the family and are considered to be an important family heirloom. This information, of course, took me further into my journey of understanding Judaism. I referenced family and friends to help me understand the importance of the book and the importance of the rituals. As I progressed through the novel, I also researched each time period and place to better understand the history behind the narratives. All this to say, I learned a lot, and I understand much more about the Jewish story than just the World War II atrocities that we are exposed to early in our introduction of history. And I understand more about humanity, not just the Jewish people, 
but the people throughout history that understood what is right and what is wrong about the treatment of other humans, who stepped up into the light to protect their fellow humans. The story in its core is about the messiness of humanity, where historically humans have been awful to fellow humans, but with pure love of another soul, humans have also been saviors for other humans. There's absolute garbage in this world, but there's also absolute love in this world. And with that love of each other, we can save one another, no matter politics, religion, creed. This book brought me much peace and hope for mankind in a time of political and religious unrest in our world. I highly recommend this novel. It's not too long, but it took me a while to complete because what I mentioned earlier and because I did a lot of research in between chapters. I'm actually recording this near the end of September, but well, I can tell you now that I've read more than just one book for September, so I'll have a longer podcast for the September edition, but I really loved this book. This month was just one book in 372 pages. So the book count for 2021 so far, 21 books, 6,703 pages. Thank you for listening.